0: Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time, as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately for greater yields and more profit. This episode is brought to you by ADS, Advanced Drainage Systems. Soil, sunlight, and water are the three most important resources in crop production. Let ADS help manage your water resource in a productive and sustainable manner. Advanced drainage systems, their reason is water. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason.
1: Greetings and welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you invest a few minutes of your time and we will save you days, weeks, months, even years by shortening your learning curve. We're talking to people that have been there, done that, made the mistakes, done the trials, and you can learn from their experience. Today, we are at Garrett Land and Cattle Company in Iowa with co-founder of Extreme Ag, Kelly Garrett, also with Peter Rusinello's and my friend Gunther Kreps. They are with Ag Explorer. We're going to be talking about how How do you utilize all of the nitrogen that you pay for? You're putting nitrogen on possibly in the fall. We're going to talk about why you'd put nitrogen on in the fall rather than doing it in the spring. We're going to talk about making sure that nitrogen stays there, and we're going to also talk about how to not destroy your soil biology. In other words, how to enhance your soil biology versus harm it through the utilization of nitrogen application. So that's what we're talking about here today. Ag Explorer, Kelly Garrett, thanks for being here. All right, first off, Kelly, I'm pulling in here to uh, greater Crawford County, Iowa, pulling past Dow City. I see all these people out there with their hydrous wagons putting nitrogen on. You know, it's October. Uh, The crop just came off. They just get done cutting the soybeans, and they go out there, and they put on anhydrous. Why are we doing that now when we don't really need that nitrogen to be there until come
2: April or May? I believe every year in putting nitrogen on in the fall, we get a better yield from it. I believe it takes a while for it to become plant available. And I also—it gives it a time to spread out in the soil, if you will, change over in the soil— I think there's a lot of burning of seed seedlings, of, of, of that freshly planted corn in the spring from spring applied anhydrous, and I just really don't like to do it. This year, it's a great reason to also do it because of the cost of the anhydrous, the cost of all fertilizer.
1: Okay, so that's the, the biggie. So uh, we might have somebody listening to this that's a rice producer, that's a sunflower producer, and things are a little different when we're talking about corn and soybeans. Uh, much of your rotation is corn to soybeans, you also produce a bit of wheat. Um, you, you know, the soybeans come off, and then, assuming that the weather is fit, you're trying to get nitrogen right now uh, in the fall, uh, within a month or so of those soybeans coming off, and that way it spreads out your uh, labor and, and utilization of equipment. Absolutely, that's correct. Okay, and you also think that it does a better job of fer- fertility, because you said it gives it a chance to, to be absorbed, or I think they spread around is the word you used. Um, what... What, what made you think that? Because um, I think that the average person would say, well, it doesn't matter what you put it on in October, put it on in
2: April, it's just the same fertilizer. Is that not true? We can see a lot of what the term is burning. We see a lot of burning with spring applied anhydrous. We see a lot of skips in the field, things like that. I believe it comes becomes from the spring applied anhydrous, and I want it on in the fall for that very reason.
1: Gunther, you're the agronomy kind of guy, I guess, for Ag Explorer. So take one of these bikes and tell me, um, What's the, what's the science about nitrogen? First off, you, you know, we need nitrogen. It's, it's a macronutrient. Uh Why are we doing it, uh, why we doing it in the fall? What's it, what, uh, agronomically speaking, what's going on now between now and spring? What happens during the winter? Kind of give me a nitrogen tutorial in layman's terms, please.
3: Yeah, so, so good question. So to me, the benefit of using it in the fall is one, from a farmer's perspective, it spreads out the workload. Um, that, that's one big benefit on the logistics side of things. And then also, too, when Kelly, when you talk about it, you're not seeing that burn. It's because it gets in the soil solution and it attaches right. to, you know, it gets gets into those CEC sites and it allows it to spread out through that, that soil and make it uh, more available to the plant system, that root system. So if you think about what's happening inside the soil, there's soil ecology, biology, right? That convert nitrogen. So you put anhydrous ammonia, which is NH3. It grabs the nitrogen and forms NH4 plus, which everybody assumes it's, it's going to stay in the soil because it's positively charged, right? So Damien, everybody tells me my soul is negatively charged so it automatically just clicks and that's not true. Right, depending on what kind of soil you have in the CEC sites that you have and the level of sites that you have and open and available sites real quickly what's a c- CEC is a a an exchange site okay. and that's that's a parking space for a soil to hold positively charged nutrients like ammonium or potassium or calcium or magnesium so those are parking spaces right so there's soil ecology that that will work over time to convert that ammonium to nitrite and then to nitrate which is also a plant available form of nitrogen the reason we do it in the fall, is we want it. We want that soil ecology to slow down and to eventually stop. So when the temperatures get right at about 50 degrees, we can start putting on soil, um, soil applied nitrogen with, with fall ammonia. So, and that's a good time to go out and put it on. All right, let's talk about temperature. Peter,
1: you brought this up before we hit record on our camera. You said there's a, a thing that you want to make sure that everybody knows. Your product is not the nitrogen. Your product is not even a nitrogen stabilizer. You've got a product called in zone GL, I wrote it down right there. What is in zone GL? Because when I was growing up, I remember there was a product, it might have had something like a, a periodic symbol and then a dash and then the word serve. Okay, I remember that product. They would call themselves a nat- nitrogen stabilizer. That's not what
4: you sell. That's correct, Damian. So we sell Enzone Geo, as you said, which Enzone Geo is powered by XN technology. And XN technology is proprietary to Ag Explorer. So this, this product's been around, this technology's been around about 10 years. And it's, it's we're all about nitrogen use efficiency. So when I say that, as you said, those other products, uh, not bad products, they, they're, they're nitrogen stabilizers. And what how they work is they, they treat the acre. So they're treating that soil and they, they're trying to interrupt that soil ecology that, that Gunther was talking about, keeping that, that bacteria from, or that nitrogen from converting from NH4 to, to nitrate. And so that way, in that process, they're interrupting the nitrosomous bacteria that uh, would, would convert that process. So that's what those products are doing. What what Enzone GL is doing is focusing completely on placement. So we want to make sure that we place nitrogen as close to the root zone as possible. Basically, Enzone GL is adding to those parking spaces that, that Gunther talked about. It's a, a negatively charged polymer. So, nitrogen is positively charged, so it fixes to that polymer. We maintain more of that nitrogen in that root zone. By doing that, we increase the uptake of nitrogen through the season.
1: So, you made sure that you were very uh, uh, making sure that we understood, and I want the viewer and listener to understand we're not talking about a stabilizer. It again is called a. It's a
4: nitrogen management aid or nitrogen use efficiency product.
1: Okay. And so. Um, you, you know, like I said, uh, if you were in the nitrogen sales business, you'd say, well, you know what? You don't need to use their stuff. You can just use more nitrogen. <laughs> but your pitch is,
4: your, your value proposition is about using your stuff – Kelly doesn't have to buy as much nitrogen. Is that it? In part, yes. So what, what we're after is uh, we're definitely not trying to, to keep retailers from selling nitrogen. What we want to do is we want to take the nitrogen that we put out and make it more efficient. Long term, you know, we're, we're growing uh, 200 bushel corn, Kelly, 225 bushel corn. Uh, our, a lot of goals are to get to 300 bushel corn, as an example. The, old, uh, the market used to say you needed a, a pound to 1.1 pounds of nitrogen per bushel. And we can arguably say that uh, that's probably not uh, sustainable if we're gonna go out and put 300, 350 pounds of nitrogen on to produce that crop. So we have to take what we're putting out in the field and we have to make it more efficient. Uh, what we did before by, by putting on maybe more nitrogen is we're, just, we're, we're knowingly putting on a lot more nitrogen, knowing that we're gonna lose nitrogen and that we're not gonna get more uptake. So instead of doing that, we, we want to make our nitrogen more efficient and get more of it into the plant where it belongs. Kelly, we talked about this before we started recording,
1: and I said, uh, okay, anhydrous kind of spooks me. You, you know, I remember I'm about 14, driving the truck, pulling these uh, wagons before I even have a driver's license. And my brother says, hey, if someone rear ends you or you like get whacked by a train, run like hell because your eyes will dry out. Yeah, I've been terrified of anhydrous ever since then. Uh, and so uh, there's lots of forms of nitrogen. You use anhydrous. You told me that you need this product or a product to help utilization of nitrogen even more so with use of anhydrous because while you believe it's a preferred source of nitrogen, it actually is a bit harder
2: on the chem- of the soil. Am I right? It is. And you're correct, uh, anhydrous. Were you scared of anhydrous as a kid? I... I took some in one time and uh, burned my lungs. So, yeah, I uh, I very much respect it. I try to teach my sons and my employees to respect it. It can be dangerous, much like a lot of things on the farm. But Do you think it maybe is the reason you're bald? Do you think that maybe the anhydrous maybe is the reason... When I took it in that time as a 15-year-old kid, maybe I burned my hair follicles.
1: I think there might be something to that. There's got to be a reason. All right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so here, here, you, here you sit as a follically challenged farmer,
1: but a successful one at that, and you say... All right, there's 28%, there's all sorts of
2: dry applications. You stick with anhydrous because? It brings us the best yield and it's the least expensive. My whole life, people are talking about how hard anhydrous is on the soil. And it undoubtedly is. And they talk about there we need to have better soil biology to improve our, improve our yields. We had a nitrogen trial um, this year up at home here. And uh, the anhydrous won by 38 bushel. Over dry urea.
1: Yeah. So, not enough. I mean, again, comparing apples to apples, it wasn't that you went to the best field and used anhydrous and went to your worst field no. and used the other stuff. Apples side by side. Side by side. 20, was it? 38. 38 bushels. Yep. Uh, five bucks. Um, we're pushing a couple hundred dollars there. And so, it's pretty much a no-brainer, yes. as they say.
2: You know, now using zone and uh, trying to help with that damage to the soil biology, the ecology, I think that would even... My hope is by using this product, it'll make those that yield bump even more.
1: Okay, so the answer, we're going to go back to Gunther since he's the agronomic guy here. So you're saying anhydrous because you get a bigger yield and it's the least expensive of the nitrogen sources. So And you also ferreted it out with a trial 38 bushels. So now we've made a decision that Garrett is going to, unless there's some other externality, you're going to use anhydrous as your preferred nitrogen source. And then he says, but admittedly, the economics and the return are there but it's harder on my biology. So that's why I'm gonna do something like a product like this Enzone, GL, that'll help my soil biology. Explain me how this works.
3: Yeah, so when you put anhydrous in the soil, you're putting a lot of hydrogen in the soil. And hydrogen acidifies soil. So when you knife it in, in that local environment, it's turning very acidic and it's changing the environment for biology. And when you run anhydrous ammonia, you see a depletion in soil ecology, or soil biological activity naturally, right? The other ones that are in the market today, the nitrogen stabilizers, those impact soil ecology either by killing bacteria or inhibiting the enzyme, enzymatic price processes. You will see even more depletion with biological activity in the soil profile when you use those products. Enzone GL actually works with soil ecology and is actually a buffer to anhydrous ammonia itself and it actually buffers the impact of anhydrous when you put it on in the fall or the well, spring. All right, now,
1: um, these are difficult things to measure. Um, you know. Some retail stores may say our employees are 20 percent nicer than our competition. Well, how the hell do you measure that? You're telling me your product is better and there is a percentage basis that you would uh, reference um, on soil biology. Kind of give me some benchmarks. What are we using to, to
3: quantify that? Yeah, so that there are very specific labs that'll measure soil biology and they can actually get down to the actual species of biology in the soil. Um, we use two of them. One's based in, in Iowa and one is based in California, in the Central Valley. Um, so we, we doubled we fact-checked the labs against each other. So over a three-year study uh, here in Central Iowa, not too far from Dow City, Iowa, where Kelly's, Kelly's Farm is located, uh, we did these, study, these studies. So um, over that three-year study, we saw a 20% spread in biological activity. Nitrogen stabilizers to our nitrogen use efficiency tool in Zone Geo. So you can stand
1: behind the whole thing and say, uh, with with uh, some level of data, that this is actually enhancing soil biology versus. We can do, back it up with data degrading. and science. Yeah. All right. Peter Rusnellos, um, the. Uh, the thing that I didn't know was about this, and now you've got this advantage. So you're out here as a company, as a product, um, uh, making sure that you're telling the value proposition here is this soil biology thing. Is that where this is going? Is that, what, is, that what, is that what the new thing is? We didn't talk a lot about this. When I'm a 17-year-old boy and I'm learning how to do soil judging because I wanted to be an agronomist, I don't remember as much focus on soil health. And I'm also not sure that some people even know for sure still what that
4: means. This is This where we're going. Absolutely, this is where we're going. <clears throat> you know, the comments been made that the the way we're going to get to the next yield level is underneath of our feet. So the uh, the soil profile is like outer space. You know, we're still figuring it out, but there's a lot of potential there. And a lot of companies have entered the marketplace with biologicals. That's a big buzzword right now. Yeah. Um, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. Yep. But uh, in general, there's a lot of companies out here leading leading uh, ag companies that are that are supporting the use of biological products that uh, increase nitrogen use efficiency as well. So so the the market's definitely going that way. Uh, We're recognizing that while we need to manage nitrogen, that there's a a better way or a different way to do it that that complements soil biology, but also still manages nitrogen to get the most use efficiency and and to, to maintain good environmental stewardship as well.
1: First off, I agree with you uh, that this is where we're going. Uh, There's a smart dude. uh, He doesn't have any hair, but he's a smart dude, and he's sitting at this table. He said in a meeting with some seed people previously, he says, everybody wants to talk about the new numbers, the new seed. He says, I'm not sure we're getting the biggest benefit out of the seed we've already got, and that is about soil and some other things that you can do there plant stress which is one of his things but soil and the biological interaction is that what we're talking about by the way you didn't know i was listening but i'm always listening
2: yes that is exactly what we're talking
1: about and you knew i was always listening i did <laughs> okay through the wall what else is happening uh, we're talking a lot about nitrogen utilization uh, that's only one of three macronutrients. Then there's a whole boatload of micronutrients. What else are we going to be doing? Are we going to be having this discussion two years from now, Peter, about Ag Explorer's new product to
4: better utilize phosphorus so we're not getting phosphates into the waterways? Absolutely. So we're actually uh, have a product right now that. Uh, is that that is called? It's our NET technology, and what it does is is it does exactly that, Damon. So when applied to a fertilizer source like a, a DAP or a MAP, and when applied to a to a potassium source like potash, it actually solubilizes that nutrient and increases availability of that nutrient, so that we get more of that available to that plant first year. So we're already in that space, just getting just getting started.
1: Okay, uh, Gunther, I, I talked to these guys about what's next from the agronomic standpoint. Here you are. What's next?
3: yeah guys so so technology to manage your dry fertilizer you know when you put it out only 20 to 25 percent of what you spread is actually plant available in that first year if we can double that kelly do you think that's important yes. getting that available to your crops you invested into it. Is, is fertilizer cheap today kelly fertilizers at an all-time high yeah so you want the most out of what you what you apply right absolutely right and and so look, we uh we know we're not going to go spread additional pounds today to compensate for it because of the price of fertilizer. We need to extract and unlock the fertility that we're putting out there. And also, we need to mine the soils and get out what's truly in the soil that's locked up. And there's better ways to manage that. And with some of our technologies that we're coming out with Ag Explorer and AgEx, uh, you're going to see a lot of innovation coming in this space to help manage that, that nutrient use efficiency as a total. We would rather go through the plant than down through the soil or out through the, out through the waterways.
1: And this is something big picture because, you know, he's a no-till farmer. We're environmentally conscious, certainly more than our grandparents were. The average suburbanite doesn't want to believe that. Oh, these factory farms, they're just like, you want to talk about the old days? Uh, The Dust Bowl, for God's sakes. You think that was pretty environmentally compliant?
3: We're utilizing how much, did you say, 25% of the stuff we put on? So when you spread a... a, a 200 pounds of, of MAP, let's say, yep. 0. yep. Only 20 to 25% is available in that first year that you put it out. Okay. It will break down over time, Yep. but that rate of breaking down depends on your, your environment and biological activity, and there's a lot more. And breaking well. down doesn't necessarily mean that available for
1: plants Correct. either. Correct. So someday we're going to look at what we're doing. You know, uh, there was a time when uh, they would, uh, to get to the oil, they would burn off the natural gas and just blow it up. Uh, and then they said, hell, maybe we should try and har- harvest this stuff. Is, is that where we are? Is Are we kind of in the blowing up the natural gas phase of our fertilizer utilization yes or no uh
3: yes okay
1: absolutely. kelly we're still we're still wasting we're still wasting mm-hmm. we're wasting a lot right do you see yourself someday not having to drag around those anhydrous tanks out there potentially yes okay and, how, and how's that going to happen
2: by learning and education research you know cover crops better soil biology better soil health do you think there's a product coming someday we talked about
1: now attacking the phosphorus or the potassium is there a product coming that makes it so we not only have to use less but maybe we don't even have to use some of these sources that we can that there's a product coming that just makes it so that we're grabbing it nitrogen for instance 74 percent, 72 percent of our ambient air is nitrogen is there
4: something coming like that i think uh those kind of those kind of things are coming those technologies are actually in play right now you know there's companies out there that are that are focusing on how to capture atmospheric nitrogen and bring it into the soil profile and uh, those, those products are out today. And we at Ag and Sport are perfectly in favor of those types of products. Anything that, that promotes increased nutrient utilization, increased nutrient efficiency, uh, we we complement all those products very well. But yes, I believe that the day will come potentially. Uh, I think we're down the road a little bit before we get to where we're not using anything, mm-hmm. but uh, we're, we're learning and, and getting better at it. Uh, I, I would say for sure, I think the day's coming where we're going to be utilizing the similar amount of pounds that we're using today, getting a lot more output.
1: Right. We're we're going to still use the same amount. We're going to get way more bang for a buck. Last thing, Kelly, what did we not talk about? Fall applied nitrogen. So I'm a farmer. I'm paying attention to the cutting the curve uh, content that's being produced. I'm learning as much as I can. And I'm like... Uh, man, I don't know. I've never really been a fall nitrogen applier, uh, applicator. Uh, what do they need to know? What's the thing that we didn't talk about for a farmer that can learn from what you've
2: learned about fall application of nitrogen?
1: First off, you're gonna say, use one of these products like theirs.
2: Yep, use a nitrogen use efficiency product. I really believe in fall applied anhydrous. It, every year, it just works better. Do trials on your own farm and uh, see what it's like. I, I have learned not to look across the fence. We do trials here. We do many more trials because of extreme ag. The things I've learned in the last year or two are, are huge. I, I can't imagine how far we've come. But that's what I would tell somebody that's thinking about fall applied anhydrous is try it versus some spring applied and see what you think. And I, I really believe you'll go that direction. Last thing that we didn't cover, Gunther, that we should have covered about fall application
1: of nitrogen and getting your biggest bang for your buck and biologically enhancing the soil versus
3: degrading it. So this applies to nitrogen, it applies to all fertilizer management. As an industry, we've accepted the four R practice, the right product, right rate, right time, right place. And I think that we've missed one important R, and that's the right technology. And that's the right technology to make your fertilizer perform and be available in the soil, and then also once it gets inside of a crop. So that's what I'll leave you with, is that fifth R, the right technology. I like it. Four R's becomes five R's. His name's Gunther
1: Kreps. His name's Peter Rusnellos. They're at Ag Explore. If you want to learn more about their product or about what they think they can do to help you utilize your nitrogen more efficiently, how do they find you?
3: at www.agexplore.com,
1: And just like Extreme Ag, Explore after the Ag doesn't have any in front of it. These guys are just being more efficient. So it's Ag, the letter X, And I'm Damian Mason. He's Kelly Garrett. We come to you as often as possible to bring you great content like this that can help you shorten your learning curve. That's what we're all about here at the Cutting the Curve is shortening your learning curve. Until next time, I'm Damian Mason. He's Kelly Garrett, Peter, and my friend Gunther.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out extremeag.farm where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.